Chapter 30 of Folk Stories from Southern Nigeria, West Africa. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elizabeth Jenkins. Folk Stories from Southern Nigeria, West Africa by Elphinstone Dayrell. Chapter 30 of The Pretty Girl and the Seven Jealous Women. There was once a very beautiful girl called Akim. She was a native of Ibibio, and the name was given to her on account of her good looks, as she was born in the springtime. She was an only daughter, and her parents were extremely fond of her. The people of the town, and more particularly the young girls, were so jealous of Akim's good looks and beautiful form, for she was perfectly made, very strong, and her carriage, bearing, and manners were most graceful that her parents would not allow her to join the young girls' society in the town, as is customary for all young people to do, both boys and girls belonging to a company according to their age, a company consisting, as a rule, of all the boys or girls born in the same year. Akim's parents were rather poor, but she was a good daughter and gave them no trouble, so they had a happy home. One day, as Akim was on her way to draw water from the spring, she met the company of seven girls, to which, in an ordinary way, she would have belonged if her parents had not forbidden her. These girls told her they were going to hold a play in the town in three days' time, and asked her to join them. She said she was very sorry, but that her parents were poor, and only had herself to work for them, so therefore had no time to spare for dancing and plays. She then left them and went home. In the evening the seven girls met together, and as they were very envious of Akim, they discussed how they should be revenged upon her for refusing to join their company, and they talked for a long time as to how they could get Akim into danger or punish her in some way. At last one of the girls suggested that they should all go to Akim's house every day and help her with her work, so that when they had made friends with her they would be able to entice her away and take the revenge upon her for being more beautiful than themselves. Although they went every day and helped Akim and her parents with their work, the parents knew that they were jealous of their daughter, and repeatedly warned her not on any account to go with them, as they were not to be trusted. At the end of the year there was going to be a big play, called the New Yam Play, to which Akim's parents had been invited. The play was going to be held at a town about two hours' march from where they lived, Akim was very anxious to go and take part in the dance, but her parents gave her plenty of work to do before they started, thinking that this would surely prevent her going, as she was a very obedient daughter and always did her work properly. On the morning of the play, the jealous seven came to Akim and asked her to go with them, but she pointed to all the water pots she had to fill and showed them where her parents had told her to polish the walls with a stone and make the floor good and after that was finished, she had to pull up all the weeds round the house and clean up all round. She therefore said it was impossible for her to leave the house until all the work was finished. When the girls heard this, they took up the water pots, went to the spring, and quickly returned with them full. They placed them in a row, then they got stones, and very soon they had the walls polished and the floors made good. After that, they did the weeding outside and the cleaning up, and when everything was completed, they said to Akim, now then, come along, you have no excuse to remain behind, as all the work is done. 
Akeem really wanted to go to the play, so as all the work was done, which her parents had told her to do, she finally consented to go. About halfway to the town, where the new yam play was being held, there was a small river, about five feet deep, which had to be crossed by wading, as there was no bridge. In this river there was a powerful juju, whose law was that whenever anyone crossed the river and returned the same way on the return journey, whoever it was had to give some food to the juju. If they did not make the proper sacrifice, the juju dragged them down and took them to his home, and kept them there to work for him. The seven jealous girls knew all about this juju, having often crossed the river before, as they walked about all over the country and had plenty of friends in the different towns. Akeem, however, who was a good girl and never went anywhere, knew nothing about this juju, which her companions had found out. When the work was finished, they all started off together and crossed the river without any trouble. When they'd gone a small distance on the other side, they saw a small bird perched on a high tree, who admired Akeem very much, and sang in praise of her beauty, much to the annoyance of the seven girls. But they walked on without saying anything, and eventually arrived at the town where the play was being held. Akeem had not taken the trouble to change her clothes, but when she arrived at the town, although her companions had on all their best beads and their finest clothes, the young men and people admired Akeem far more than the other girls, and she was declared to be the finest and most beautiful woman at the dance. They gave her plenty of palm wine, foo-foo, and everything she wanted, so the seven girls became more angry and jealous than before. The people danced and sang all that night, but Akeem managed to keep out of sight of her parents until the following morning, when they asked her how it was she had disobeyed them and neglected her work. So Akeem told them that the work had all been done by her friends, and they had enticed her to come to the play with them. Her mother then told her to return home at once, and that she was not to remain in the town any longer. When Akeem told her friends this, they said, "'Very well.' We're just going to have some small meal, and then we will return with you. They all sat down together and had their food, but each of the seven jealous girls hid a small quantity of fufu and fish in her clothes for the water juju. However, Akeem, who knew nothing about this as her parents had forgotten to tell her about the juju, never thinking for one moment that their daughter would cross the river, did not take any food as a sacrifice to the juju with her. When they arrived at the river, Akeem saw the girls making their small sacrifices and begged them to give her a small share so that she could do the same, but they refused, and all walked across the river safely. Then, when it was Akeem's turn to cross, when she arrived in the middle of the river, the water juju caught hold of her and dragged her underneath the water so that she immediately disappeared from sight. The seven girls had been watching for this, and when they saw that she had gone, they went on their way, very pleased at the success of their scheme, and said to one another, Now Akeem is gone forever, and we shall hear no more about her being better looking than we are. As there was no one to be seen at the time when Akeem disappeared, they naturally thought that their cruel action had escaped detection, so they went home rejoicing. But they never noticed the little bird high up in the tree who had sung of Akeem's beauty when they were on their way to the play. The little bird was very sorry for Akeem, and made up his mind that, when the proper time came, he would tell her parents what he had seen, so that perhaps they would be able to save her, 
the bird had heard akim asking for a small portion of the food to make a sacrifice with and had heard all the girls refusing to give her any the following morning when akim's parents returned home they were much surprised to find the door was fastened and that there was no sign of their daughter anywhere about the place so they inquired of their neighbors but no one was able to give them any information about her they then went to the seven girls and asked them what had become of akim and they replied they did not know what had become of her but that she had reached their town safely with them and then she was going home the father then went to his juju man who by casting lots discovered what had happened and told him that on her way back from the play akim had crossed the river without making the customary sacrifice to the water juju and that as the juju was angry he had seized akim and taken her to his home he therefore told akim's father to take one goat one basketful of eggs and one piece of white cloth to the river in the morning and to offer them as a sacrifice to the water juju then akim would be thrown out of the water seven times but that if her father failed to catch her on the seventh time she would disappear forever akim's father then returned home and when he arrived there the little bird who had seen akim taken by the water juju told him everything that had happened confirming the juju's words he also said it was entirely the fault of the seven girls who had refused to give akim any food to make the sacrifice with early the following morning the parents went to the river and made the sacrifice as advised by the juju immediately they had done so the water juju threw akim up from the middle of the river her father caught her at once and returned home very thankfully he never told anyone however that he had recovered his daughter but made up his mind to punish the seven jealous girls so he dug a deep pit in the middle of his house and placed dry palm leaves and sharp stakes in the bottom of the pit he then covered the top of the pit with new mats and sent out word for all people to come and hold a play to rejoice with him as he had recovered his daughter from the spirit land many people came and danced and sang all the day and night but the seven jealous girls did not appear as they were frightened however as they were told that everything had gone well the previous day and that there had been no trouble they went to the house the following morning and mixed with the dancers but they were ashamed to look akim in the face who was sitting down in the middle of the dancing ring when akim's father saw the seven girls he pretended to welcome them as his daughter's friends and presented each of them with a brass rod which he placed round their necks he also gave them tombo to drink he then picked them out and told them to go and sit on mats on the other side of the pit he had prepared for them when they walked over the mats which hid the pit they all fell in and akim's father immediately got some red-hot ashes from the fire and threw them on the top of the screaming girls who were in great pain at once the dried palm leaves caught fire killing all the girls at once when the people heard the cries and saw the smoke they all ran back to the town the next day the parents of the dead girls went to the head chief and complained that akim's father had killed their daughters so the chief called him before him and asked him for an explanation akim's father went at once to the chief taking the juju man whom everybody relied upon and the small bird as his witnesses when the chief had heard the whole case he told akim's father that he should only have killed one girl to avenge his daughter and not seven so he told the father to bring akim before him 
When she arrived, the head chief, seeing how beautiful she was, said that her father was justified in killing all the seven girls on her behalf. So he dismissed the case and told the parents of the dead girls to go away and mourn for their daughters who had been wicked and jealous women and had been properly punished for their cruel behavior to Akim. Moral. Never kill a man or a woman because you are envious of their beauty, as if you do, you will surely be punished. End of chapter 30